If you've ever thought about putting out your own course or other info product and you weren't sure it was the right time, today's show is for you. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. So today's episode is for those of us who are maybe a little bit further along in our journey. Typically, I try to keep topics for like the beginners and the ones who are early on or feeling like they need some guidance. Um, But today, not so much. (laughs) Today, I was um, wanting to answer some questions that I get a lot from my students. Um, Questions, maybe not so much questions as comments and like neurotic side comments (laughs) about people wondering if it's time to put out their own course or you know saying I'm thinking about putting out my own course and so I want to be able to do this for my own stuff when I get there or I thought about doing a course but I don't know if I know enough yet you know all all of those kind of Uh, positions of thinking about doing a course and not knowing if now is the right time. And so because I see some chatter about this fairly regularly, sorry, I'm adjusting in my crickety old chair. Um, Anyway, I get, I see chatter about this a lot and I get a lot of like one-on-one emails and Voxer messages and stuff from my students mentioning this. And it's almost like, we're afraid to say, <laughs> I'm thinking about putting out a course. Um, and I have some theories about why we might be afraid to say that. But anyway, I wanted to address that issue today. So all of that to say, here's how you know it's time for you to offer a course. Now, I want to walk that back a little bit because this is just my opinion Um, Something I've noticed a lot lately is that people say, this is the way to do it. This is the method. If you want to do XYZ, you must follow steps A, B, and C that I lay out for you. You know, usually in my super secret method that's behind a paywall. And I'm not against paywalls. I use paywalls. (laughs) I have things that cost money. Um, So I'm not opposed to this. However, um, what I am opposed to and what I'm pointing out here and what I want to do to help you frame what I'm about to tell you um, is be really clear that these are just my thoughts. These are based on what I have observed, what I have experienced, what I have heard from others. Um, This is just my take on things. This is not the golden rule. (laughs) that must be followed. And if you do it, otherwise you're doing it wrong. This is just what I think. This is what I see, what I've observed. Um, And these are things that I think are valuable to think about before you start a course. But my way is not the only way. However, let's talk about my way. Um, The first thing that I would encourage you to ask yourself is whether or not this idea, let me back up. If you have 
normally when people come to this conversation, either they have an idea for a course and they're feeling like neurotic and insecure about it, or they know they want to do a course, but they aren't entirely sure necessarily what it would be about. So if you are in either of those positions, you'll need to ask yourself some variation of this. Do I have something worth sharing that I know that people need and want? Um, This doesn't, by the way, necessarily have to do with your client work or your niche or your industry or your level of experience. I know a gal who is in medical school and she moonlights as a copywriter and also she sells um, ebooks on like parenting topics. So they're all kind of not closely related. Um, you can draw some connections here and there. Um, but you know, if she, so she most recently, I think she put out a course on potty training and you might know who this lady is. Anyway, um, she doesn't copyright. She's not a copywriter for parenting. Like parenting isn't her niche. And also she's in medical school, right? So her potty training courses can still be effective, even if they have nothing to do with the other professional track slash tracks that she's already on. Same goes for you. I have a student writer who, um, does writing and I think she does some VA work. And also she has a course on, um, on, I want to say it's on pollinator gardens and taking care of the bees and the pollinators in your environment. Her niche isn't like beekeeping. Um, It's just something that she knows a lot about and she had this idea for a course and so she put it out there. Um, If you're listening, you know who you are and hello. Um, Let's see. So yeah, I just want to clear up that misconception. It's okay to put out an info product even if it doesn't have anything to do with your career to this point. Um, If you have information that other people need, go for it. I have a friend, another one of my friends who she was like um, a digital marketer specializing in messenger and messenger bots, like on Facebook. And she also has a big family and she um, ended up quitting her messenger job because she put out an info product about chores and teaching your kids how to do chores. Okay, so that was just something from her regular life. So the question is, do you have something to share that people need or want, even if it doesn't necessarily have to do with your client work or your industry? Um, Have you verified that there is a market here? Do Do you know that people will pay for this kind of information? An easy way to verify that there's a market there is to find other, um, types of products in that same niche. Not, like identical, but like how many, how many info products are there out there about kids and chores? Lots. And a lot of them get bought and you know that they get bought because, um, like one way to verify it is to look for a Facebook group for that product or for that blogger or for that person and see how big the paid membership Facebook group is. If it has thousands of people, then this stuff is selling. Um, You can look for other courses like yours and see how they're doing. You can um, hold a free or a paid workshop. You can attempt a pre-sell. Those are all ways that you can validate your idea and find out if it's 
info that people need and want and will pay for. The second question to ask yourself is, are you in a position right now to cut back on client work? I will tell you from firsthand experience, it takes a lot of time and energy and um, effort to build a course. My courses always take way longer than I anticipate. Even though I've done so many of them that I should know better by now, I still really underestimate how long it takes for me to make a course. So if you want to put out a course, you'll need to be able to dial back on other areas of life. So typically that might mean your client work. Not necessarily. You may be in a position to do some work on developing your your course or your info product outside of your working hours. Um, But are you in a position to be able to do that? Do you have the time to make it happen? And then you can't think of this as like a one-time thing. Like I'm just going to burrow down for six weeks and put out my course uh, and then it'll be done. And then people are just going to buy it and never really have to think about it again. That's not the case. You still have to market it. You still have to market your course. And marketing your course uses a lot of brain power. It is not set it and forget it. It is very much an active thing. So you have to have extra bandwidth in your life, whether you... Um, are taking this bandwidth out of your client work or you're taking it from some other area of your life. Um, Let's see. The next thing to think about is whether you have a good enough understanding of what it takes to market a course. Um, There are lots of ways you can market it. You can basically there's like unpaid, like what we call organic marketing, and there's Paid marketing. So paid marketing is like running Facebook ads or Google ads or, or whatever. Um, and then organic is posting about it on Facebook and posting about it on Instagram and posting about it on your friend's blog and having an affiliate program. And so your affiliates are posting about it and stuff like that. Well, you're not paying for the traffic, um, but you're doing things to generate the traffic. Do you have any idea of how that will look? How are you going to find the people who want to buy your course? Um, I'm not saying that you need to be a marketing expert and you need to go learn Facebook ads and all that stuff. I mean, it might not necessarily hurt depending on what your strategies are. Um, But you need to know that, like I was saying before, that there is more to it than just creating it. You have to get the word out. Do you have... A sense of what you will do to get the word out. Um, you don't necessarily have to know how you're going to do it exactly. Like you don't have to have your Instagram posting schedule laid out before you begin to commit to doing a course. But do you have a sense of what you're going to do? How are you going to advertise it? Because when you create a product that you want other people to buy, You can't just do the stuff that you do as a freelance writer. You have to move out of freelance writer mode and more into digital marketer mode. Now, if you are doing a good job as a freelance writer and you're paying attention and um, listening to what I'm saying about things like a marketer and whatnot, this transition will not be as difficult. Um, But if you're used to sort of getting your assignments and then writing about it and putting up a blog post and whatever, you're going to have to do a lot more than that 
if you want to get sales from your course. You have to be ready and willing and capable of becoming a digital marker marketer for your own self, <laughs> for your own info product. And that's something I think a lot of people fail to realize. A lot of people seem to think if you build it, they will come. And the vast majority of the time, that's just not true, especially when you are first starting out. People need to see it. People need to become aware of your thing before they're going to buy it. And Google is not going to be the thing that, you know, SEO is not going to be the thing that makes them aware. You have to do things to make noise in the marketplace. Um, so that requires time. It requires energy. Sometimes it requires money. Um, and so you need to know all of that going in. Now, the final thing I want to share with you to think about before you um, decide whether or not to make and launch an online course is um, to really be prepared for the expenses. It costs money <laughs> to have a course. And this is something I don't see people talking about very much. But when you, when you have an info product... You're going to need most likely a domain, you know, a URL. So that's what, maybe $10. You're going to need um, some kind of, most likely, some kind of course platform. I used Teachable. I still technically have Teachable, but I'm moving over to another platform. Um, and I think on the free plan currently with Teachable, you can have up to 10 students and not have to pay anything. But then after you have more than 10 students, you have to start paying. And they're, they're all like that. If you have a course, you have to pay someone to hold all your stuff. <laughs> you may need other um, monthly services. You may need an email service provider, which is going to cost you money. Many of them will cost... The, the ones that are any good, for the most part, will cost you money. Um, I still really like... Mail or light, and I think they're free up to 500 or maybe a thousand. Don't use MailChimp, use Mail or light if you're thinking about MailChimp, um, or, or you know, other free email service providers. But eventually, you're going to need to pay for email service providers, those are like maybe $30 a month. You're going to need, um, what are some other things? You need the course platform, you need the email services, you might need Zapier to or Zapier. People say Zapier and I get, but it's Zapier. Zapier makes people happier, as they say. Anyway, um, that's an integration service that helps connect all your moving parts. You might need um, some kind of membership plugin for your WordPress site. You might need um, to hire someone to help you manage things. You might need um, Canva Pro for some graphic design things that make your life a lot easier. You might need a dunning service, which, um, you know, when you're just starting out, you probably don't. Um, but you're going to need some kind of place where people can check out. And you can sort of band-aid and paperclip with PayPal or something, but you're going to be better off using some sort of page builder. Um, I used ClickFunnels for a long time. Actually, just today canceled <laughs> my ClickFunnels account after three years with them. Um, and now I use uh, FGF, uh, Funnel Gorgeous, FG Funnels, that's what they call it, FG Funnels. Um, 
which kind of looks like ClickFunnels. And then it looks like Kajabi as the platform. Anyway, so you're going to probably need a page builder and that will typically be a monthly fee. Um, hosting every month, you know, hosting is usually not that expensive, but that's typically a built-in fee. Anyway, so you're looking at ongoing monthly and annual expenses. Um, if you use a lot of Loom, you might need to bump up to the $10 monthly Loom subscription to host all your videos, or you need to pay $100 to download um, uh, ScreenFlow or Camtasia or something like that so that you can record your desktop. Um, but then you need to be able to upload these videos somewhere. So like Teachable can host your videos, but other platforms cannot host your videos. So then where are you going to put them? You can put them on YouTube for free, but then you have like ads and overlays and stuff, or you can pay and put them on Wistia, but then it's another monthly subscription, right? So there, there are costs when it comes to having, um, a more robustly delivered info product. You can sell a PDF. Sure. You know, sell your PDF and that's fine. You can build it on WordPress maybe and have like password protection and stuff like that. That's fine too. You know, there are ways that you can really, really super bootstrap it. Um, but it will not be very long before you will have to bring in some monthly expenses. And that's why it's important to be marketing it so that you have more students coming in to keep you profitable. But that's something to think about that not everyone thinks about. The time and energy and money required to keep a course going. Now, if this is something that you are interested in, I'm kind of going out on a limb with this episode. But if you want to learn more, like if you want to keep talking about um, what it takes to have a course and to market it and all of that, let me know. Um, and if you want me to get back to how to be a freelance writer, <laughs> let me know that too. Um, when we um, continue in May, I'm just, let me pull up the calendar. We have, um, yeah, the next lots of, yeah, most of the next podcast I have mapped out through the next like three or four months are specifically related to freelance writing. This one was just a little bit um, further afield. I guess, but it seems relevant because I know it's something that we often think about. Should I put out a course? And those are my thoughts. And I will see y'all next week. So my friend, if you have been listening to this podcast and you like what you hear, have you left a review? I'm just wondering. And I only ask because reviews are really, really helpful for podcasters like me. I really care about what you're thinking, what you need, and how I can come alongside you and help you grow your freelance writing business so that it's something that really supports your life and gives you exactly what you're looking for in some kind of work from home, get paid to write type of thing. So if you have not left a review and you are so inclined, I would be deeply grateful <laughs> for your stars, for your commentary, and of course, I want you to tell me what you love so I can keep doing more of it. Thank you.